welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. This is your host, the one and only Dan here. Well, we have season 12 now. So, hope you like this episode. Before we start this episode, I want to thank you so much for having the chance to check check this one out. If it is your birthday, happy birthday. Keep having an amazing rest of the day or evening, depending when you are. And again, thank you so much for supporting this platform. Hope you like the amazing guests that I interviewed for this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, family, and show is about to start. See you in the next one. Perfect. Hi. Yeah. Perfect. So, Valerie, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing good as well. I mean, what better way to finish an epic Sunday with an epic guest? You know what I mean? Yes. Sunday Sunday. Perfect. So, <clears throat> so welcome to the show. It is so amazing to have you here. So cool. So, starting with a whole interview now. Tell me how your acting career started. Yeah, so I was a little late into the acting game okay. because when I was growing up, I didn't really have role models in the acting industry. But it is actually something that I wanted to do when I was little. When I was little, I wanted to do every creative career possible. I remember when I was four, I wanted to be a singer, then I wanted to be a dancer, then I wanted to be a fashion designer. And I remember when I was about eight years old, I wanted to act and direct, and I was writing my own episodes of TV series and reenacting them with my friends. And so it was something that I wanted to do. But then I was so I was living in Russia, then I moved to North Carolina, and you know my world turned upside down. Mm. I had to relearn everything. I had to you know learn another language, kind of fit in, find my community. So that was not my priority to be creative anymore. It was more like, how do I survive in this environment? Totally. And, you know, be a teenager. <laughs> so after that, I actually became an artist and I went to school for graphic design. And while I was in school, I was modeling. So I was modeling. Everybody who knew that I modeled decided, oh, well, if you model, maybe you can act. So they started inviting me to you know, into their short films, their music videos. And that's when I realized, okay, I like the moving picture actually better. Yeah. So, yeah, once I moved to LA, I decided to take it a little bit more seriously. So I started taking classes. But, you know, I soon learned that different acting coaches teach differently and they are Oof. different. And for some reason, they didn't really... Uh, because I was coming from the modeling background, they didn't vibe with me very well. They And they didn't really trust my instincts. It wasn't until later on I found a coach who was really like, you're actually a natural born film actress. Mm. Um, but I was having these coaches who were like, oh, well, they come from a theater background and I do not come from a theater background. I don't really project. I don't really like act. Uh, to a big audience you know I'm here with you right now so what I started to be like is just trust my instincts and actually stop taking classes if I needed to take something you know maybe get a one-on-one -on -one coaching session for an audition I'd do that but I stopped taking classes because I realized that it wasn't beneficial for me to just mm -hmm. watch other people work most of the time and then work for 10 minutes 
So I started auditioning a lot, started, um, you know, getting a lot of jobs and then creating my own content as well. So. Wow, such an epic journey, you know, such, such an epic journey. I mean, the fact that you basically moved to, yeah, started from zero in another country, you know, without basically on your own, that is really cool. Yeah, thank you. That is so cool, wow. And like, tell me like, Like, what are some of the things or like, what is the process that you usually do in order to prepare a character? I mean, I mean, I understand, of course, that depends on the role, but uh, but what usually sets you up, you know, what usually kinds of, yeah, let's say inspires you in order to start this character creation process? Mm -hmm. Well, I would say that I would never take on somebody who is completely different from me. Mm. I want to find some common ground. Okay. And I start from, do I know somebody like this? Do I have a similar experience? Or do I know somebody who's been through something like that? Mm. So that I can pull the truth out of it and I can relate to it. Because I, you always want to, you know, be a real person, but also you want to bring something to it. So for example, if I'm acting as a mother, I'm not a mom, but I raised my little, um, my little sister until she was like five years old. So I know how to act as a mom, you know what I mean? And just like different ways that I've watched other people be maternal or some somehow, because I've been a life coach, I know how, you know, I can be protective or like yeah. really like, okay, let's do this to my clients. So mm. you just have to kind of pull from different experiences and mm. create this character from life and just, Just go in it. I, I don't really spend too much on character work. Maybe I should spend more, but I don't because I wanna, I still wanna be like trusting my instinct in the moment. I wanna learn my lines, of course, but mm. when it comes to like acting it out on the day, I wanna make sure that I'm in it. And, you know, I didn't do like so much work that homework that I'm just gonna fall apart so <laughs> when I do not know what to do yet. <laughs> Wow, okay, okay, and what are some of the things that you enjoy the most about playing a character? Well, it, it is always fun to play somebody who is not you. Mm. So even though, you know, I try to find similarities in the characters that I am originally submitting for, mm -hmm. um, it is interesting when it's somebody else. So for example, mm. I end up playing a lot of like schizophrenics or somebody who's unassuming at first, but then they're like, bam, I'm a serial killer or somebody. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's really interesting because you kind of start where you are and then you end up where I could be that person. Anybody mm -hmm. could be that person. You just never know, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that's a really fun and interesting part about acting is that you get to kind of see what could make you tick because like people mm. say you can never predict what you could do in a certain given situation and in acting on set you are put into that situation you are you know whether you're cornered and you have to act so it, it is interesting to put yourself in these situations and be like Maybe I could do that, you know. I love it. I love it. That's so cool. Wow. And 
what are some of the things that you enjoy the most about storytelling? Well, the interesting part is that I never considered my st- myself a storyteller. I actually used to think that, oh, I'm really horrible at like telling stories and stuff like that. Like because I would see natural born storytellers, and those would be like you know, for example, teachers in our high school who could just tell stories all you know all day, and I, I was just like, this is not me, and. So it was kind of a learned process for me, yeah. and it's interesting to note for anybody who's listening is just because you're you weren't naturally born with something, or you think you might not be good at it, until you try, you just don't know. Mm. So once I started, especially writing, yeah. um, I learned that yeah, if. I start writing something, even if I start from the end, I can put it in a cohesive, um, you know, structure mm. later on. So the same with, you know, with the same with acting or directing, yeah. you just kind of start somewhere that resonates the most, and then you just build on it but what i like the most about it is that you get to impact so many different people so many different lives and there's so many different communities and and the interesting part you might not resonate with whom you think you might resonate with you know so it's who finds you and who resonates with you yeah um, so yeah. It, it's always it's always so interesting you know who your audience is gonna end up being you totally oh no totally and what could be like some of the challenges that uh, that someone might have you know when they recently started with their acting career well i would say don't give up because people seem to give it you know i'll give it a month i'll give it a year they stay you know just don't give it a year give it as much time as you enjoy doing it mm. find out if you even enjoy doing it because a lot of people say i want to do acting and they start and they realize that they actually want to do something else on the industry side so i would say stay in the business don't say you quit if you know if and when and you know if times get tough just find a job on set I know I've done all kinds of different jobs from like makeup to like precision driving, but I always stayed on set. So mm-hmm. even when I had times when maybe I wasn't auditioning a lot or I didn't have the energy to audition a lot, I stayed on set because I liked that environment. I wanted to be around creative people totally. and, and I learned more about it and I learned more about filmmaking. And, you know, if you're not getting enough auditions, just be on set in general because that will teach you it like just being on set is like free film school i didn't go to school for film i learned everything while i was on set i learned how to direct i learned how to produce just from being around you know people who do it people who do it professionally and on high budget sets mm-hmm. so just just that is enough so just okay. just be around it there you go there you go and now besides acting you also produce So tell me, like for those who don't know, tell me like what a producer basically usually do. Well, there are different types of producers, <laughs> so that's why it gets confusing. Um, I think a lot of people 
probably think whatever producer does, they think the director does it. Mm. That's not true because the producing is behind the scenes, right?、Mm. So whether you're producing your own project or you're producing somebody else's,、mm. you start with a, you know an idea, you start with a script, you start putting people together. Whether you're putting the cast together, the crew, you do the pre-production,、mm-hmm. then you do all the stuff that comes on set. So managing the set, you know, making sure like all of the money is. You know, all in the right places, <laughs> keeping track of it,、um, and then you have to make sure that everything gets edited, and done, and marketed, and to distribution. So there are different types of producing jobs. So if you could be an associate producer, you could be an executive producer. Executive producer is well, depending if it's TV or film. If it's TV, then You're probably the creator of the show, or、mm. you're one of the writers. If it's a film, you could be the writer director, or you could be like the money person. So it just depends. You might have to you know,、yeah. learn about it. I'm more of a creative producer, which means I start with the project. So I start with my own idea, with my own writing, and then I put people together. Yeah. And hopefully find a co-producer who is a little better at like land producing and money stuff. But I've had to do all of it, so now people think that I do everything and I'm good at it, and they try to hire me for their own projects.、Yeah. And I'm like, I did it for mine doesn't mean that I'm <laughs> that I actually do it for everybody. But it it's it's fun, but it's a lot. Totally, totally. And I mean, you also write. But、mm-hmm. tell me, like, how you usually get inspired in order in order to start writing? Well, I at all times have a bunch of different ideas. <laughs>、um, I get inspired by shows or films that I watch. Okay. So there wouldn't be something that I would write that I wouldn't watch as、mm-hmm. well. For example, I don't watch horror, so I wouldn't write or produce a horror. But I really like dramas. I like romantic, you know, dramedies, and I like thrillers. Yeah. So, for example, for My new film that is coming up, Once in a Blue Moon, it is a soulmate drama, and I was inspired by the whole pandemic and the whole、um, like the backdrop of the pandemic and the celebrity culture. So I、mm. set it on、um, a film set, and the film set gets shut down by the pandemic. I never say that it's COVID、um, because I figure that there might be another pandemic in our lifetime. So. The set gets shut down. Then things start opening back up, and we have to go back to set. So I kind of base it on my experiences, on other people's experiences that I was like hearing about, like reading about during、yeah. that. So I think a lot of people can relate to it.、Mm. And also my characters, I like to kind of mold my characters. I will base it on a few different people because I feel like if you just base it on one person, you probably only Know their like one one side of their personality, but if you base it on three or four people, then like wow, it's like a super dimensional character. Yeah, yeah. So that's、okay. just you know that's how I get inspired. Okay. Now you also direct. I mean, you're basically doing everything here, basically.、Um, <laughs> but like, tell me like, what are like, yeah, like what are some of the challenges 
that someone might have when they're when they're on hold directing process challenges about directing mm. um, when directing and acting in the same no just directing just directing mm-hmm. um so it depends depends on if you're directing something that you wrote or something that somebody else wrote okay. so if it's something that you wrote then it's not super challenging it's actually probably preferable because you know what it looks like to you in your head sure. you don't have to explain it to somebody else um, the only challenge about that might be you might not be as good of a director as you think you are <laughs> <laughs> you know so you might be not editing it in your head and um uh, like when you go into the edit room the way you should be because you're not listening to other people's um objective opinion mm. you know because you're like so connected to a story and then whenever you are directing somebody else's work the challenge comes from are they going to to let you direct it the way you want to direct it or are they not going to have your creative input and they're going to mm-hmm. tell you how to direct it you know now it's like well are you working with a writer who is this like their baby project mm-hmm. so they're going to be so connected to it they're not going to let you do what you, what needs to be done or are they going to just let you run with it and you get to be creative that's the ideal right Okay, okay. Now, how you manage to act, produce and direct the same project basically kind of kind of, kind of at the same time. Well, it's my ideal life, I believe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Because if it's your idea, like I said, if it's easier for you to sure. just do it without having to explain to like several different people mm-hmm. how, you know, what you want done and in what way. But of course I always get help. So totally. I besides like having assistance in general, like I have a virtual assistant, marketing assistant, you know, for everything. But having a good on the day when you're actually filming, having a good DP mm-hmm. and having a good assistant director is exactly what you need because you need to focus on directing and the acting. and you can't keep going back between like the monitor and your acting so you have to just trust the dp you have to be vibing with them be on the same page so that way they have it you know you do everything in pre-production talk with them as much as you need make sure that the checklist everything is in order and then on the day you can focus on a couple of different jobs and then you have other people covering you so you, you just have to have systems in place Okay, that's awesome. And if you could if you could describe your career at the moment, right? On a movie, TV show, book or even a play, what would be the title of it? It's a wonderful life. <laughs> okay, I like it. Yeah, I think I think it's pretty good. I think I got it pretty good. You know, because yeah, when I started, yeah. I was acting and then I started adding things mm. one at a time, first mm-hmm. writing mm-hmm. and producing and directing. So I think I got a good handle of it now and that's what I want to do. Okay. Okay. And if you could describe your career again, but now either on a drink, which one you would choose? Coca-Cola. <laughs> okay. I'll explain. <laughs> um nothing nothing you know about its t- 
taste or smell or what it looks like. But, you know, when you think of Coca-Cola, that's like the drink of the drink. Like when you think of Coke, right? For example, like Pepsi can be a Coke, but Coke is not Pepsi, right? So, so you always want to be the brand that is not like that the main brand. So mm. I want to be, I want to be the main brand. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and tell me, like, what are what are you up to lately? I mean, what can we expect from you soon? Yeah. So we are about to film my feature film, Once in the Blue Moon. Mm-hmm. So that'll be the next one, and then. I have a slate of projects. So after that one, we also have a feature film called Lana, and then I'm going to have a thriller that I'm going to be filming in North Carolina. So as soon as we start filming this first one, then everything's going to snowball from there, and I'm super, super excited. So I love it. Yeah. I love it, Valerie. What can I say? Your career is super cool. I mean, the fact, as I was mentioned before, the fact that you moved. Yeah, from another country to the U.S. and like uh, basically starting from nothing, you know, that takes like that takes a, a lot of courage. But also, it is super inspirational, you know, to those who to those because I think that it shows, you know, like your story shows that it, it doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter what your language, like it doesn't matter any yeah, like any of that. As long as if if you have a, a dream and if you want to make it happen, uh, there's no barriers, you know. And the fact that you have break so many barriers to be the position the position you are right now. It's uh, it's just a matter of time in which we are gonna see you more and more involved into more stuff here because, uh, yeah, I mean you are basically believing proof that dreams come true and that is so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I believe you just take one step in front of the other. You know, one foot in front of the other. Just keep keep swimming. There you go. Don't there quit. you go, Mallory. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so so much. I want to thank also those who are watching this right now, or if you're watching it later, either here on Instagram or later on YouTube or on Spotify or listening on Spotify or Apple Music. Make sure that you're following Valerie. If you already do, that's perfect because now we're going to make her trendy. I mean, now we're going to make sure everybody knows about this amazing, talented actress here. Uh, let's go. Yeah, let, let's let's put hashtag Team Valerie right now and let's spread all of her work to, to all around us because it's amazing. And uh, Valerie, again, thank you so, so much for the, for the opportunity to, yeah, to be chatting with someone as awesome as you. And keep having an amazing rest of the Sunday, an amazing upcoming week, and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you so, so much. I really enjoyed it. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs>